Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Relationship Essentials. Um, today I'm excited. Um, I'm really excited to be doing this, honestly. Um, it, many of us that know the story, Relationship Essentials started at Applebee's. We just, Christians, we just come together at Applebee's and we'll just pay for food and just talk about relationship. And now fast forward years later, we have a podcast, we have a YouTube channel. And if you haven't subscribed, please make sure you subscribe to our channel. Make sure you rate us, give us the best rating, um, especially if you're a Christian, help us get this message out there. You know, one of the things that inspired me to start doing the podcast and actually putting out these videos is because um, I heard a quote one time, it says, it says, we need more strong people because the weak in their sheer mass are imposing weak values and weak morals on us. I've always been of the belief that people that are doing things wrong are so bold about it. Like I tell people, for example, when people invite people to church, let's say they invite their friend once or twice. The next time you tell them, hey, did you invite your friend? They're like, oh no, I, I don't want to bother them. And I'm like, yo, I have friends that invite me to the club like for the last 10 years, they don't give up. I'm like, can you imagine if the church had the same passion that the worldly people had for their worldly things? Like we would have so much more impact if we approach the things of God the way the worldly people approach their things. Like you go to a church and you know, nowadays, like I'm, I'm loving the fact that churches are now, you know, paying attention to what their lighting look like, what their sound sound like, what, you know, what the experience is like for the newcomer. Because when you go into places, when you go to a concert, it's like they give you this experience that makes you want to come back. And that's, look, the Bible says, David told his people, he says, taste and see that my God is good. That means if you come to experience God, it's an experience that you wouldn't, and once you experience God, you never want to go back to not living with God. And I think it's our responsibility as Christians to help the world see what serving God looks like. So let us help us get this message out. Look, I always see people repost nonsense on Instagram. When you see our video reposted, this is good. Let more people hear about it. Don't just repost the funny quote or the funny memes or the mean ones. Post the positive one. Share the positivity, all right? But anyways, I'm excited because the topic I'm going to talk about today is something I'm very, very passionate about. Um, as a matter of fact, if you guys don't know, like before I became a pastor, I actually started off being a motivational speaker. And um, the reason why I actually wanted to be a motivational speaker what kind of helped me make a decision to want to be a pastor. Because for me, one of my desire or my, my interest in being a motivational speaker was because I felt like many people did not know or learn about the principles that it actually took to have success. Like people just did what their parents did. People just did what their coaches told them to do. People just did what friends told them to do. They just went with the flow. And I feel like what, what, I, had, what I, had, I was privileged to be reading at a very young age because my mom always make me read. And what I learned was that success is not, you don't stumble into success. You don't stumble into success in any area of your life. Success in any area of your life is something that has to be very intentional. And guess what? Success in your relationships is something that is very, very intentional. You don't just mistakenly have a great relationship. You don't, be, you don't mistakenly be a great communicator. You don't, be, you don't mistakenly be a great problem solver. You don't mistakenly be a great lover. You don't mistakenly be 
anything great. So it, it is an intentional act that I think most people don't engage in. That's why they are unintentionally or intentionally or subconsciously, whatever you want to put it, unsuccessful. Because whatever you don't do, you can't get. If you don't plant, if a farmer doesn't plant, he can't get a harvest. So the topic today is guarding your heart. Guard your heart. Guarding your heart. And I, I just said, if a farmer doesn't plant, he doesn't harvest. You know, back in those days, I used to go to this event. They would, they would say things like, if you had an opportunity to have a dinner with the richest man in the world, the, like think about it. If many of us right now, if you had an opportunity to have dinner with um, Elon Musk, is the richest guy, second to Jeff Bezos. If you had the opportunity to have um, dinner with any of them and you could ask them anything, you're like, yo, just give me one advice that would change my life. If you were to ask Elon Musk or, 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 or Jeff Bezos and they like, and they told you, hey, if you want to be successful, read this book. I bet you all of us are going to read the book because the richest man just told me to read this book. If the richest man told you, hey, if you want to be successful, don't keep company with that person. I bet you you will consider cutting off ties with such person. So now think about this. Who is the richest man that have ever lived? And who is the wisest man that have ever lived? I will, for me, I always find it funny because, you know, one of those things they will ask you is, you know, think about who would you, who would you love to have dinner with? Like, who is one celebrated dead or alive that you want to have dinner with? And what would you want to ask them? So think about this. The richest man and the wisest man that have ever lived left us a little nugget to what allowed him to be very successful. This man was so rich that Jeff Bezos is like a puppet compared to him. This man was so rich that what he used to build a house for God was billions, billions of dollars, just the gold that he bought for the house. So what advice did he give that allows one to be very successful, especially as a Christian, in our walk with God, in our walk with other people? Because our walk with God is all about a relationship with God and a relationship with other people. If, you, if your relationship with God doesn't affect other people, you don't have a relationship with God. It's just that simple. So now, what advice did he give? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, he says, Above all else, above all else, guard your heart. That is the advice that Solomon gave to every man that walks this planet. He says, guard your heart. Why would Solomon say guard your heart? Because Solomon knew something that we probably need to know. Because he says, out of your heart flows all the issues of life. Everything that your life becomes starts from your mind. Let us sink in. So the state of your relationship is a reflection of the state of your mind. The level of success you have financially is a reflection of how mature your mind is when it comes to the things of finances. That's why we often remind people your area of biggest, your area of the great, your area of ignorance or your greatest ignorance, your area of your greatest ignorance will be the area that the enemy attacks you the most. Ignorance is not bliss. So understanding why Solomon would tell us to guard our heart is going to allow us to take that very serious. Now I'm going to give us this. Our heart in the scriptures is often referred to also as the soul, right? So the soul is often interchanged 
as the heart. So whenever you see a soul, it's similar to the heart, right? And your heart is, you know, your soul comprises of your mind, which is the, which is the organ of thought, how you think, the way you think, you know, so they call it mindset. It's not just by accident, you know, your mind, your will, the decisions you make, the decisions you make, um, your emotions, your affection, your imagination, and then four, your conscience. That is what makes up your mind. So when Solomon says, guard your heart, what he's saying is, guard what allows you to think, guard what allows you to make decisions, and guard whatever will affect your imagination. And I think in the culture that we live in that is very, you know, I feel like it's counter God's principles. Like God says, go right. Culture wants you to go left. God wants you to give. Culture wants you to focus on receiving. God wants you to be a servant. My, um, the culture wants you to be a master. God wants you to, you know, to wait to marriage, to have sex. Culture tells you to hook up, you know, test drive as many cars as you want before you buy, you know. Like culture have like this way of going the other way when God says go this way. So understanding the culture that we live in, that's why like somebody said, um, even agriculture is called agriculture because you have to cultivate the land for you to be able to produce fruits. Because you don't just go and plant on any ground. Doesn't, just because you planted a seed doesn't mean that it's going to grow. And I think sometimes as believers, one of the reasons why Christ is not having the effect that he's supposed to have in our lives is because we have given our lives to him, we've, we've professed with our mouth that he's God or his Lord, but our heart have not yet been submitted to him. We have now guarded it with his word. So the reason why I want to focus on this is because we are constantly being bombarded for example, with how the, how we should do this, how we should do that, how we should do, this is how you should do relationship. Oh, seven ways to, to, to spice up your marriage. Five things women want, 10 things men want. All of, like we, all of, where we neglect the scriptures and our minds are contaminated. And look, there's a saying that goes, giggle, garbage in, garbage out. And some of us are struggling keeping God's word because we are constantly taking things that encourages to go against his word. So I think if you're going to successfully do relationships the way God wants you to do relationships, you're going to start protecting what goes into your mind. Because whatever goes into your mind is like a seed that will eventually bear fruit. If you plant a seed, the beautiful thing, the, the crazy thing about a seed is you plant an acorn, you don't get an acorn back. You plant an acorn, what you will get is what? you will get an oak tree. So when the enemy sows an evil thought in our hearts, it doesn't always result in one evil deed. It like, it's like, how many of us have heard of the story where like you have to lie to cover the lie that you lied and you like, it, it's like, it doesn't just, it doesn't just have one consequence. Like it's like, let me give an, an example, an extreme example. You know, you are, you are, watching something that you're not supposed to watch and your hormones start flowing and now you text someone that you're not supposed to text and before you know it, somehow, somewhere, you guys are in the same room. Before you know it, you guys are doing what you guys are not supposed to be doing and that one thought, that input that you, what you watched, that one input now led to something else that led to 
a baby that led to something else, that led to something else, and that can spiral down. Like the ripple effect can be, and we could go on and on on how things can go bad. And what I want us to begin to realize is that everything that enters our mind affects us. And if you're going to do relationships the way God wants you to do it, you have to, the Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter four, he says, fix your mind on distance. He actually gave you what you have to fix your mind on. Some of us, we are reading erotic books. I wonder why we are struggling, you know, with sex, with wooden, keeping sex till marriage. Some of us, remember, I, I remember I used, I used to tell this story. It's so funny. When I was in college, um, you know, this was probably the, some of the time where I felt like I didn't live on God's principles. And I remember I used to listen to these rap songs because I was, I used to run. So like when I, when I would be running, you would think when you're running, you're not hearing the words that they are saying in the music. You know, like you just want to bump to the beat and be motivated to do your work. So I'm listening to this song. I remember it was by Lin Wayne. And the song says, I want to have sex with every single woman in the world. And I remember I used to, I used to listen to that. And before I know it, I started thinking, man, I wonder what it would be like to have sex with Every, like, now for me, it wasn't like every single woman in the world, but I used to think to myself, man, I wonder what it would be like to have sex with a woman from a different country or from a different race or from a, all of that touch started because I, I listened to a music where they were talking about having sex with different, all the women in the world. I'm like, you know what? It would be good to have different flags, you know, on my list. That is how powerful, look, I talk about this. Your mind is so powerful that I'm, the, most of us watch Super Bowl. Your mind is so powerful that companies pay millions and millions of dollars. They say the average ad on Super Bowl is about 30 seconds. 30 seconds is about 60 seconds. They encourage companies to not have long ads because people have short attention span. So most companies pay $3 million to appear on TV for 30 seconds. Haven't you ever sat back and like wonder why would a company pay $3 million when they're only going to be shown on TV for 30 seconds because they know that once your mind sees that, it begins to affect what you think, the decisions that you would make tomorrow. Sometimes the things that we saw like a couple of weeks ago is affecting the decision that we're making weeks later. That is how powerful our mind is. That's why the Bible wants us to protect it because if we're going to do the relationship the way God wants us to do the relationship, we can't keep taking all of this stimulation from the outside. The Bible said that if we live in the flesh, we shall, we, you know, whoever walks in the flesh shall fulfill the lust of the flesh. That means if I live with my sensual experience, I will fulfill what those senses is telling me to do. And whoever walks in the spirit shall fulfill the works of the spirit. And we know one of the works of the flesh is jealousy. You know, sometimes for me, I believe one of the ways to guard your heart is to monitor your, your, your social media consumption. Like for me, I remember I like, when I started using social media, I used to like, I didn't even used to do it intentionally and I would just be. I remember one time a friend of mine asked me, yo, what is your screen time? I'm like, what is that? He's like, your screen time. How, your phone tells you how long you spend on your screen and it tells you each, what, what app you were on. And I remember going, I'm like, man, I'm spending like three to five hours a day on social media. Mind you, when I was on social media, I would never even know that I was on that. I would just be scrolling 
scrolling. But if you go into the science of how social media was made, it's designed for your mind to just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. And before you know it, you are just mindlessly scrolling. One of the ways to guard our heart is to monitor our social media consumption. Some of us, we have everything that is created. I don't think social media is bad. I think social media is like a tool. Social media is like a tool and how you use this tool can either result to good things or bad things. And I think sometimes we have consumed this so much that something that was supposed to help enhance our experience, that when, when Zuckerberg created Facebook, it was because he wanted to be in touch with his friends when he's not close to them, when he's like in a different country, or a different state. He wanted a medium for him to have close proximity with his friends, even though he's not there. Now where social media have become the new porn site. Social media have become the place where most marriages are being buried. Social media have become the place that ignites our lust. Social media have become a place that steals our time. Social media have become a place that makes us feel not good enough. Social media have become the place where we, we bury our destiny at the altar of comparison. Social media have become a place where we are competing with someone that we were never born to be. Social media have become a place where we are born to be, or, to be originals and we are just trying so hard to be imitators. Something that was supposed to enhance is now replacing what life is supposed to be. So I think one way, one measure, you have to become intentional. You have to become intentional with what your eyes are seeing. I believe it was Job that says that I would not fix my eyes on things that are impure. You look at the scriptures, like right? David was called the man after God's heart. But the Bible says that at one time during the reign of David that um, his men went to war, but he, he didn't go. I don't know what his reason was, but he didn't go to war. He was in the wrong place, wrong time, and he was in his balcony walking around. And the Bible said that he saw a woman taking a shower. And he's like, man, she looks good. David, this is a man after God's heart. Once he saw a naked woman, his, his emotions started going from place to place. And before you know it, he asked his men to go and get the woman. He gets the woman, he sleeps with her because he wanted to cover his, you know, cover his sin and cover his tracks. He asked that the man come back and sleep with his wife so that because if she's pregnant, that the, the pregnancy would be on, her, on the husband. But the, but the man was so loyal to David that he would not even sleep with his own wife because he was at war. He was one of the leaders of the armies for David. And David got so, uh, so mad that he, he instructed that they put him in the place of war where he would be killed. So David went from sinning with his eyes, his input, his input. We're talking about God in your heart. Your heart is not just, your heart is, again, remember, is your, your mind, the way you think. And obviously what we think is also contributed by what we see, what we smell, what we, what we feel, what we taste, all of those things. That's why I don't believe, I don't think Christians should be doing drugs. I don't think Christians should engage in weed. I don't think Christians should engage in certain, certain substances because those things affect our minds. And our mind is our battle, is our battleground. Is where God wins battle or is where the enemy wins battles. It's all dependent on what your attention is fixated on. That is why David said, magnify the Lord with me. We have to make God bigger in our heart. And we can't make God bigger in our heart when all we are taking in is corruption, when all we are taking in is sensual experiences. So God in your heart is very important. So one of one advice I would give is social media. The other part that one another way we can guard our heart is by watching 
the music we're listening to. I already gave you guys an example where one music, sometimes, if you're being honest, sometimes you'll be listening to some of these R&B songs before you know it, you start thinking about your ex. Before you know it, you start thinking about, you know, like, you know, I remember, I, I'm exposing myself out here on this podcast. I remember I listened to, um, um, I think it was Usher, where he sang um, Tonight, where they, I, think, I don't know the most, I think it's Nice and Slow, where he says, Tonight I'm at the bottom and you are on top. And I always remember, man, I would love a woman to do all of that for me. Like, just plan me a date. I don't got to do all, all of all because of the music I was listening to. I'm, look, I'm, if, maybe it's just me. But I'm telling you, when I listen to music, sometimes I want to put into action the things that you're saying. Or even if I don't want to, my brain begins to imagine it. And remember, imagination is part of your heart. What you imagine, they say, imagination is nation of images. The images you see in your heart eventually you will find a way to bring it to reality. It's all images. All images. So watch the music. That's not for me. Honestly, sometimes, you know, I, remember, I remember my friend, um, there's this Afrobeat song where he says, I think it's called One Baby, where he says, One Baby, yeah, me fake. It was like, he said, Baby girl, give me what you have. And he, I remember he told me, like, man, I hate that song. And mind you, the whole time I listened to that song, I never even fixated on what he was saying. But like, this thing is so corrupt. Some of the songs that we are listening to as believers, we think, they are, they, we think they are so casual, but they are putting ideas in your head that you don't even think about. Some of, the, some of our fantasies came from music. Some of our fantasies came from pornography. So that, that leads me to the next thing. I think if you're going to do relationship the way God has designed you to do relationship, you can't engage in porn. Look, there's so many reasons why porn is bad for a believer, but I think one of the good, biggest things is that it affects your mind. It affects what you think. You know, you, it, it begins to make you see people as sex objects. It begins, to, it begins to put idea. It begins to put ideas in your head that shouldn't be there. It begins to take. You begin to take someone that was supposed to be pure and make them un, unholy in your eyes because of certain things, certain scenarios, certain programs, certain. Certain things that you have watched in this in these porn videos. So I think if you're going to do relationship the way God has designed you to do relationship, you have to start a war against porn. Look, if you're currently a porn addict or you're you're look, it's not gonna be easy because look, one of the things that Christians need to realize is this: the things that God wants us to avoid, the reason why He tells you to avoid it is because it actually feels good. Look, sin feels good. Let's be honest. If we're being honest, watching porn is entertaining. It's exciting. God would not tell you to avoid something if, it, if it's not going to feel good. But the reason why God tells you to avoid it is because it might feel good now, but it would not lead to something fruitful later on. The Bible said that the way that seems right, that means when we engage in certain things in the immediate, in the immediate moment, it feels great. It feels good. But the Bible says the end is not the, it's not the beginning of something that we're worried about. It's how it ends. And watching porn might start off innocently, but it might lead to you cheating on your wife. Watching porn might start off innocently. It might lead to you engaging in sex with someone that you should not be engaging, having sex with. It might lead to you trying to entertaining the idea of rape. It might lead to you entertaining the idea of incest. It might lead to you entertaining the idea of, of, of sleeping with your boss or sleeping with your pastor or sleeping with things, people that you should not even be thinking about all because of certain things that you watched in a porn movie. Protect your mind. You are not going to do relationship God's way using the enemy's tools. 
I want to say that again. You are not going to do relationship God's way using the tools of the enemy. I've told us one is what we watch, so our social media consumption. Um, like for me, I'll, on social media consumption, what I do, just a little tip for someone, my phone has a limit. I have, you, are, you can actually set a limit on yourself on social media where you don't get, go, stay on social media past a certain, certain time. Where for me, mine is one hour. I have only one hour a day on social media. And also, social media have unfollow burden. Certain people, you should unfollow them. They're not good for your Christian faith. They're not good for your relationship. Certain people, you should, for me, if, I'm, if I know someone personally and I don't feel like they're good for my Christian faith, I don't unfollow them. But guess what social media has also? It has a mute button. I don't have to see what you post. I, look, there are people that think I see what the post, they don't, they don't, I, don't, I don't see what you post. I, you're on mute. Your post is on mute and your stories are on mute. I don't see anything you post. You got, you, you got to go to the extreme to protect your mind. Because remember, everything that becomes starts with, it has to be created in your mind. So social media consumption, the music you listen to, the, um, the, um, the, the porn. This part, yeah, I feel like it's very sensitive. TV shows. Certain TV shows, honestly, is not good for you. If you're being honest, you shouldn't be watching certain TV shows. Certain TV shows will just make you feel lonely, will just make you feel you need somebody. We'll just, I remember watching this show, um, Insecure. I was like, what is going on? It's like, everybody is cheating on everybody in this show. Why would you watch that as a believer and not, and it doesn't corrupt your mind? Remember, a seed doesn't become a tree overnight. It just takes watering that seed, watering that seed before you know it, it grows into a, a tree that, that is hard to uproot. So certain TV shows you should not watch. You should, you should love your faith enough. You should love your relationship enough to avoid certain shows. Then reading. Now, there, there, there is, I'm going to talk about people that read certain books. Look, all I'm saying is, for me, I would say, if anything is going to corrupt your mind and, help, and make you go against God's plan, don't read it. Don't. It's, there are so many other books you can read. And then the last thing I would say is, is when it comes to protecting your mind, in as much as you want to keep taking out the weeds in your heart, in as much as you want to keep, keep taking out the weeds in your garden, you have to make sure that you are actually planting the right seeds. So in as much as you are avoiding this, avoiding that, avoiding this, avoiding that, what are some of the things that you can actually add? You can add gospel music. You can add uplifting music. You can add positive music. You can, for me, I love listening to TED Talk. So instead of just watching a stupid show, I would rather watch a TED Talk on a topic that, that's important to me. And I would watch a TED Talk. I would, um, I would watch Christian movies. I, I wouldn't say, let me not see here. I don't watch all Christian movies, but I try my best to avoid, you know, you know, movies that are not good for me, you know? But yeah, like watch things that are going to uplift you. Things that are, like, I will watch sermons all day. I will listen to sermons. Like when I drive in my car, I listen to podcasts. I listen to sermons. I listen to uplifting music. You know, you want to keep washing your mind. You want to, you know, in as much as you are like, because listen, listen to this. The world is going to, sometimes you cannot even help but see the sex thing. You cannot even help but see that image. You cannot even help but see that person twerking on Instagram. But if you're constantly pouring in the good things in your mind, it will eventually cleanse out the bad thing. That's what the Bible says. Faith, your faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing the word. You have to constantly 
renew that mind. Keep pouring in that good word. That is how you also protect your mind. You don't only play defense when it comes to guarding your heart. You also will play offense. See, if, you, if, if you're watching a basketball game, if you're just good at defense, 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 you're not going to win the game either. You have to be willing to play offense as well. So as much as we are protecting our heart, defending our heart, we have to make sure that we are playing offense by planting the right seeds that will grow into the right things. You know, you know, also one last thing, you know, this is kind of controversial. I think part of protecting your heart is avoiding the club, honestly. Like for me, again, anything that puts you in a vulnerable place to think or do things that are outside of God's plan for you, it might not be a sin for you to go to a club, but what a club might make you do can become the sin. And avoiding certain environments. You know, I see people like people that dance and twerk on each other. On the, like, I'm like, you, you're a Christian. Like, if your husband and wife, I get it, still do it with decency, but certain environment is not for you as a believer. That is just facts. You could disagree with it all you want. Certain environment is not good for your faith. And you have to be mature enough. You have to love your faith and love your relationship enough, you know, to avoid those environment. Stripping. Strip club is not where you should be going as a Christian man or as a Christian woman. Club is not where you should spend your time as, as, a, as, a, as a Christian man or as a Christian woman. You know, drinking, which affects your mind, is not something that you're supposed to abuse as a Christian man or a Christian woman. Like, there's so many things that you can do. to. We can, we can talk all day about this. But I'm going to end this with this. If you are going to be successful in your relationship, you have to become very, very intentional with what your mind is consuming. Because whatever your mind consumes will eventually come out. Thank you for watching this episode. I really appreciate you guys listening. Please make sure you share the, um, the content with as many people as you can. We post on Instagram. Um, we have little reels going on. We post them, tag us. You know, help, help us get this message of the essentials for a relationship out there. Our goal is to help people have the relationship that God created them and designed for them to have. Thank you and God bless. See you next episode.